And we're back with episode 111 of rows 1 through 10. Um, yeah, spotter, Derek Self here, spotter, I mean, driver of the 86 car this week. If you uh, go back and listen to the mini cup Monday we did a couple of nights ago, uh, it was fun. Um, and then joined as always with Travis. Um, yeah, we're here to talk uh, trucks and cup from Gateway. Um Xfinity from Portland. Uh, you have to catch me up on both of those races. I wasn't able to catch most or any of that. Um, and then, yeah, uh, some Garage 56 stuff. And we'll probably uh, give uh, some some finishes of the of the sprint car stuff. So, yeah, lots lots to go over this week. Um, but, yeah, back at it. Travis, how you doing? Good, man. Yeah, uh, pretty good, good weekend of racing. Um Good truck race. Good. Uh, I didn't get to see the end of the Xfinity race. I went to see a movie, and it, the finish kind of like dragged out there, so I didn't get to see the finish. But uh, I got to watch majority of that race otherwise. And then, um, yeah, okay, Cup race. I guess we'll talk about that. And then, yeah, some great sprint car racing in particular. I watched the uh, high limits from Eagle Speedway yesterday, man, and that was. Very fun race, very fun battle between Rico and Kyle Larson there. And <clears throat> just a, uh, <coughs> excuse me. The crowd great... there was insane, bro. <coughs> yeah, that's a, a great racetrack there in general. Like, <coughs> there were some bumps that the drivers had to get, uh, watch out for. Like, it got our buddy, uh, Brent at one point while he was leading there. He, he hit this hole that was like on the top and it, uh, sent him over. So, um, yeah, it was, that was a, like you say, crazy crowd and just like a great racetrack in general. I mean, that was the first sprint car race there in like 13 years or something crazy like that, they said. And I definitely think, uh, uh, the high limits will, will be coming back there. And I mean, hopefully when, uh, if, if things can get a little more civil going down the road with the different series, I mean, we can see all the series go there. Like I'd love to see the all-stars and the outlaws take the show on the road there too, but that was an awesome racetrack and a great battle there with Kyle Larson, Rico. So yeah, a lot of good racing to talk about. I mean, hell just yesterday we saw the live tour and PGA merge. So anything can happen at this point. I'm certain of it. So uh, yeah, what a crazy it? sports story that is there. Oh like gosh, that's... Yeah, for, for a slow sports time of year. I mean, obviously, we got the two finals right now, but for the most part, it's kind of slow. I mean, you got some baseball, but, yeah, that was a huge, huge mega story yesterday um, that kind of be like, where were you when, when this story broke? It's um, not often you look at your phone at, like, 10 a.m. on a Tuesday and, a and story you're like, like, holy comes fuck. Out. Yeah, you're yeah. like, what? Like you none normally of the you players... hear like rumblings of stuff like that. You know, you normally hear rumblings like, "Oh, okay, we're not like totally caught off guard here." But apparently, nobody knew. So yeah, that was wild. I mean, we don't need to get into the weeds of that. But yeah, certainly love to see that sprint car racing is alive and well in the heart of America. I mean, I said the crowd last night was insane there. Um, I mean, they they parked cars about. I mean, there's a picture I saw going around social media today of like cars everywhere, basically everywhere they could park them on the property. They they were jam-packed in there so love to see it i saw a picture also of fans surrounded kyle larson's car after the race and trying to get autographs and pictures and stuff so yeah i'd love to see that stuff man that's why that's why we do this so yeah Dude, just, uh, the, 
the, the videos of them like going over that hole on the top and these cars like bouncing around there. It was to watch, man. Like it really was. It, it was, it was a, it was a fun race to, to watch. Um, I haven't been able to check out too much uh, sprint car racing this year, but like this is one I was really able to s- sit down and watch like a majority of the program. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought that was an awesome racetrack and an awesome race. It, it, only thing that could have made it better is if we would have had like, you know, all the uh, outlaws guys there too, I guess. I don't know if it's proximity of where they're racing this weekend, but this is one of the high limits races. None of the outlaws guys were at. So. Yeah. Also, I always like that they, uh, Flo Racing and Kyle Larson and Brad Sweet, they put on, uh, they put out a video, uh, after the race called, uh, like, a, the, after the checkers, and, and they kind of discuss, uh, like, what we, what went right, what went wrong, what they can do better. And they're just, the transparency of that series, is, I'd love to see it. So, yeah, I think that series is just doing, doing a really good job of promoting sprint car racing right now. Yeah, I didn't even know Larson had a podcast until, like, um, I don't know. He had somebody on there a few weeks ago and something, like, newsy happened on there that people were talking about. And people are, oh, Kyle Larson has a podcast. I haven't checked it out yet, but I guess they talk obviously talk a lot because I think the podcast is called, like, High Limit, Limit something or something like that. But, I mean, yeah. he talks about, like, he always talks about, like, his NASCAR weekend on there, I guess, and like then like just like racing in general and the high limit series and stuff. So I have to check that podcast out. I haven't. I mean, we don't get to hear a ton from Kyle Larson. I feel like he's a more secluded dude. So the fact he's out there doing a podcast, I'm surprised it is. I mean, everybody talks about like, oh, Denny's this is what Denny said on his and like uh, all, the, all like the traditional NASCAR podcasts, I guess. But I haven't really heard a. Uh, a lot of people talk about that one, so I'll check it out more. Yeah, they certainly don't it doesn't get promoted uh on the Dirty Mo channels, um like the other ones. So yeah, I mean I, I have not listened to it yet, but I know it's been out for a few months and, and there's been some good good content on there from what I've heard. So yeah, something I'll probably have to add to the list of good listening. Um but yeah, nonetheless the high limit series is is doing big things, man. I like it. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know if you have anything else that to add to that, but I mean, yeah, that 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 series is killing it, and it's just it's going to be interesting to see what continues to happen down the road um, with with that series, or you know, if the relationships improve between the different series, or is the high limit series going to expand? I mean, there's there's all kinds of things that can happen. I mean, who would be I feel like we're talking about mergers and stuff. To me, like especially with the flow situation and everything, I would not be surprised to just outright sometime in the next couple of years see the All Stars and High Limits merge. Maybe that's like a crazy prediction, but I mean, is it really? I mean, they're both like hugely promoted sprint car series by Flow, and you, you feel like I mean, Kyle Larson and Tony Stewart have a good relationship, and I don't feel like that would be the the most off the wall thing to end up happening. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised by that, but it, it, I, I don't know. I like that the the high limits is kind of like uh, not like a whole. I mean, it is a season long thing, but it's not like a season long thing. You know, what I mean, they race like what every one, like every other week throughout the summer here, and um, other than like every weekend, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, they had their first race in April, I think, and. 
I don't think their last race is until October. Or so, so yeah, I mean, but I'm saying it's but, not like a grind. So it's like I don't, I don't yeah. know how how they could coexist. Um, I, I don't know how you would do that, but maybe, uh, maybe you just merge them together somehow, and I don't know. That's for somebody to figure out that makes a heck of a lot more money in racing than I do. Yeah, definitely a uh, a lot more logistics, but just just thinking like surface level it's like all the all-stars guys pretty much run the high limit series yeah, yeah i would not like, be shocked for that to happen by any means yeah them to figure something out like along those lines yep all right well while we're in the dirt do you want to uh, give some uh finishes real quick before we get it yeah if you give me a stuff? second to get if you give me a second to get that pulled up and we'll uh give that and for the uh outlaws races over the weekend as well yeah, no yeah. doubt. All right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you just want to stall out for a second? I'll get. Yeah, I was uh, wondering if you were going to watch that race last night. I was. I figured you would, and uh, so I didn't even fire at the full account. So glad I didn't. I would have been mad to had one of had had you already been watching. I had to get off of there. <laughs> yeah, we would have had to have a uh, a compromise somewhere. If all right, yeah, happening. you got. Uh, I got it though. All right, yeah, you want to give Friday from River City Speedway? Oh, I got high limits. Oh, okay, pulled up, all but right. uh, so I'll I'll switch to Outlaws and yeah, in well, a second. I'll, I'll but, run through Friday here. Uh, let's see. Well, yeah. do you want me to just do high limits now since we're on that? Yeah, go ahead. All right, so um, uh, Kyle Larson got the win, obviously, like we just talked about. Um, for starting position. Rico Abreu's second, uh, Gio Selzy third, and he was the hard charger up 14 spots from 17. Uh, Buddy Kovoid came home fourth, and Anthony Macri came home fifth. And um, I don't I have the standings pulled up here, but I oh here here they are. I don't know if this is updated. Yeah, this is from updated from last night. But um, Kyle Larson is I think Macri was the leader going in. Or maybe it was the other way around and Larson was leading. Either way, Larson is the points leader right now. He has a 49-point cushion over Anthony Macri and Rico Abreu, who are tied for second. And then it's Brian Brown, Buddy Kofoid, Zeb Wise, Corey Elias, and Tyler Courtney, Aaron Reitzel. And rounding out the top ten is Brady Bacon. All right. And their next up race is uh, July 25th at Grandview Speedway, so a little bit of time off for them. But uh, they'll, they'll be back uh, back next month. Okay. All right, yeah, and Friday night at River City, the World of Outlaws were in action. Uh, David Gravel picking up the win. James McFadden finishing second. Brad Sweet finishing third. Carson Macedo fourth. And Logan Shuhart rounding out the top five. Um, do you have Saturday? Or you meet get Saturday as well. Um, I'm pulling it up now. All right. So, uh, what is Ogle yep. Raceway? All yep. right. Um, but that was uh, Carson Macedo getting the win. Logan Shuhart, um, Donnie Shots third, Gio Selzy fourth, James McFadden fifth. And hard charger looks like nineteenth to seventh was Sheldon Hodge Shield, so twelve spots. So yeah, um, 
So it's just those two, and then. And then we also we... had the All Stars in action in Wisconsin. A couple of races in All Wisconsin. Right. And um, I'll give a point points yeah, update yeah. for the Outlaws. Yep. So uh, Carson Macedo is the points leader right now. He has a ten point lead over Brad Sweet in second. David Gravel in third, twenty two points back. Then that gap gets a little bigger. Fifth is 154 points back. Logan Schuhart rounding out the top five is Donnie, 188 points back. And then you got sixth, Sheldon, seventh, Geo Selzy, eighth, Spencer Based, and ninth, Brock Zierfoss, and tenth, Jacob Allen. All right. And, yeah, Friday night at Dodge County Fairgrounds, um, the All-Star Circuit of Champions were in action with Corey Eliason picking up the win. Brent Marks finishing second, our buddy Rico Abreu finishing third, Anthony Macri fourth, and Tyler Courtney rounding out the top five. And then they had another race Saturday as well at the Plymouth Dirt Track, uh, Sheboygan County Fairgrounds. And, oops, hang on one second. With Rico Abreu picking up the win, um, Brent Marks finishing second, Chris Windham finishing third, Anthony Macri fourth, and Tyler Courtney again rounding out the top five. So, yeah, um, I can give a points update for them as well. Um, Tyler Courtney, obviously, we know he, he kind of dominates that series. Um, he's got a 100-point lead over Chris Windham. Uh, third back is Hunter Schoenberg with minus 126. Tim Schaefer, 142 back, and Zeb Wise, fifth place, is 148 points back. So, all right. I guess yeah. Justin's kind of going to fall out of the, the battle there with his wreck a few weeks ago. Obviously, I don't even know if we talked about that on here, but uh, glad he's okay. But, yeah. He, yeah, we definitely yeah. mentioned it on here. Okay. But, yeah, he wasn't racing last night. Sometime soon, but probably gonna knock him out of the championship battle for the high limits on the all stars. But certainly, just glad he's okay and he'll be out there chasing trophies the rest of the year. Yeah, it's funny, I don't even see his name on this list as I scroll down here. I don't understand that. I don't know, but yeah, on the all stars, yeah, it's weird. Hmm, figure he'd be on there somewhere, but yeah, I mean, I'm just as I'm scrolling fast, I don't see it, but. It's not the best yeah. website, but and maybe it's like it might be like a live scoring thing too. Like if if they base it off like a lot under the fact he doesn't race, he might have like fallen off of there. Like that's what Jeff Glock was talking about with Chase on the podcast this past yeah, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Make... Good point. Good point. Good point. But yeah, but nonetheless, glad we're able to talk a, a little bit of dirt racing. This uh this week, like I said, we've we've been busy this year and been slacking a little bit in that avenue. But like for for anybody who listens to us as a dirt racing fan, it's not from a lack of not caring. Like we still love it and still, even if we're not able to catch a lot of the races or talk about it, I know me and you are both still keeping up with it and keeping tabs on things over there. So All right, good, to a, a, good to give a good to give a a little update there. <laughs> I imagine being where you are, you, you'll probably be checking out some races this summer. I don't know if you have anything circled or not. Uh, obviously, my location doesn't uh, play into the hands of 
getting to see some sprint car racing as well, but you uh, certainly are probably going to go check some of that out at some point, I imagine. Yeah, definitely. I don't have anything uh, circled as of yet. I'll have to look at the schedule. Uh, obviously, the summer months, it's a lot easier. They're in town almost every couple weekends, it seems like. And then, obviously, you have the Pennsylvania Speed Week there over 4th of July holiday weekend. So, might try to – I have been going up to that for a couple of years in a row. So, might try to look at that, something. So, yeah, we'll get some sprint car content out to you guys here shortly. Um, like I said, uh, this is a nice – what? Sorry, I, I was saying I've what I've had circled for a couple of years, and like I got to look this fall and see what the work schedule is and drill schedule and everything. But uh, like my big one, I I, I want to try to do Tuscarora fifty. Like that that is uh that's on my list for for me. I don't and I one you haven't done either. Uh, but yeah, up there with the I fair mean, going on, it's the problem is it's the same weekend as the Southern five hundred. Is it okay? So it's Labor Day. Yeah, so it's tough, tough to oh. give up the Southern Five Hundred for that one. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'll be going to see Morgan Wall on that weekend, so I guess this won't be the year for that. I thought it was like I didn't pretty know sure it was it on is. Labor yeah, Day. Pretty, pretty sure it's like always Labor Day weekend or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But yeah, this is a nice uh, little dip our toe in the water back into the the dirt side of things. Um, certainly been keeping up with the uh, dirt. Uh, documentary series that flow racing has been putting out that's been really good um and like i said obviously the high limits uh with the midweek races and world outlaws and all that that it's certainly uh like, like you said it we we haven't covered it as much but i feel like that's a kind of a good problem to have you know when we've been going to a lot of races and going to different types of races and so yeah like i said we'll talk about it a little bit but Nonetheless, we'll cover some other stuff, too. I mean, I, I think that's a kind of a nice transition into uh, the other type of racing we want to cover this week with the Le Mans Garage 56 program going on this weekend. Um, Jimmy Johnson, uh, Mike Rockefeller, and Jensen Button going to be over there competing in the NASCAR Garage 56 program. Uh, you, you, I know you mentioned off there. You, you really wanted to touch on that. So, yeah, what do you got on that front? <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I I just think um, because like I, I've been keeping up with it, and then like it really put it into perspective where like I had like some friends of mine who like aren't NASCAR fans like hit me up today like talking to me about it, and it's like one guy's just like kind of like a car guy, and then one guy's a uh, like a little bit of an F one fan, and and they were both talking about it, and it's like that kind of like really like put it on my. I was like, okay, like you know, this is really like a a big deal for like, cause I mean, there's people who like, don't give a shit about NASCAR. What the guy say? Me about, Sorry. Oh, they were just saying like, damn, like, like NASCAR is over here, like kicking everybody's ass and this and, and that. How and, do, like, do they, what do they follow? They follow sports car racing. Oh uh, no. my like my one friend is like a little bit of an F1 fan. And then the one guy is just like, he's not like a huge racing fan, but he's like a car guy. Okay. And like, are they, so, so where he, do they live? Down here in Georgia. Oh, okay. And they so they just keep up with like what's going on in the car industry, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like that that guy that's a car guy. Like he follows like Motor Trend and shit like that. So mm-hmm. like like big and yeah, like you say, just like the the car world in general. And they were just like, "Yo, this this is dope that NASCAR's over here kicking ass." Yeah. Cool. Oh yeah, I love that. So yeah, but 
but that's a yeah. I mean, that's that, that's my thing. Is like I feel like this has the weekend like for fans, and I'll get something else too. But like, first off, for like the fan perspective, like the fact they went out today and practiced, and I mean, like I didn't look at like the exact like results or anything, but I read like they whooped everybody's ass in practice. Like they won the pit crew competition. They said, and then or like pit stop, what thing, whatever it was, and then they just like went well, out and, and like, in the GTE were... class. They were fifth overall. Oh, okay, so I thought it so was in overall because GTE I... class, the they won the pit crew competition um, by by a tenth, and then they were fifth in the overall standings by they lost out on the the overall win by three tenths. Um, no, they were the fastest car overall, though, right? Uh, that's what I was going to look up here. I, I mean, while I while I look it up, I was just saying it. Uh, I was just reading that article that Scott had sent to me um, about how they won the pick cup. I was reading it, and they uh, all the guys that they have that Hendrick has over there are are guys that compete in the Cup Series. I mean, I guess they kind of assembled an all star team of guys, and were like, "Hey, we're going to pull you off of." Whatever your car you work on, like I said, I, I don't know how like how it all worked. I mean, I don't know the details of it, but yeah, they probably were like, "Hey, whatever car you're working, you're you're not going to work on it this week," and and then you got an off week head after this. So, uh, yeah, let's just go out here and go have some fun, and and yeah, they they brought the best of the best. So, uh, it's just really cool to and see. There are, there are some different things with the car versus like the regular next gen. Like I noticed, like those fins like sticking off the nose like i don't know like what exactly that i don't know if that's just like a thing to make it faster or like uh whatever i know like the interior like the steering and everything's like completely different a 24 hour sports car race and it seemed like the car was like wider in general in general than like the normal next gen car so just some things i noticed i don't know if you know more specifically about like that car but um, yeah, I mean, I said, I don't, I don't know exactly, um, exactly what they've done. Obviously you can look at pictures and, and look at all the, the fins and stuff that they've added. They had to get a lot of downforce back onto this thing because obviously in cup series, we want these things trimmed out with hardly any downforce and to make them hard as hell to drive. Um, and you know what I'm saying? Whereas they, they want the opposite in, in sports car racing. They want to make it as light as possible and as fast as possible. Possible. So, uh, yeah, they've added all sorts of downforce to this thing. Um, took a lot of weight out of this thing and obviously made modifications. They got headlights, brake lights. Um, so, yeah, it's just it's a modified next-gen car, but it, it still has that essence of, a, of an actual cup car. I think the chassis is identical i don't think they've done any modifications to the chassis um which is pretty cool um and as i'm looking here they got they qualified 38th out of in the first qualified 38th out of 62 teams oh okay so pretty solid i mean halfway you know half half uh, about halfway uh and i mean that that is right that's ahead of all the gte cars i will say that yes by like three seconds i think it's just an opportunity this weekend for for nascar to show like to like grow like the global audience and people see like okay like these aren't just like a bunch of good old boys racing cars over here like like 
you know, this is like a, a legit like racing series. If like our car goes there and like, I already saw like international fans who were there. Like I retweeted one who were like tweeting on the account, like how cool they was that it was like the loudest car, like by far that they're like, Oh shit. Like this thing is cool as fuck. And like, like, <laughs> yeah, they were, like is, taking bro. like, that's the thing. It's like yeah, like, you you just hear NASCAR and you're like, oh yeah, turning left, going fast, whatever, bunch of dumb rednecks. But it's not that anymore, man. The engineering behind these things and and the new technology in these cars, it's it's sick. Um, these cars are definitely machines. Um, they sound amazing at the racetrack in person. If you haven't seen them live, um, definitely got to check that out. Um, and I feel like we take it for granted just because like we go to a lot of races and like, you know, we're, we just kind of like get used to it that like, this is not like, this is like our car for as fan for like the lack of lack of a better term. And then it's like, you realize like we're seeing like one of like the, you know, best, if not like the best, like racing series and race car in the world. And it's like, you kind of get to see it like stack up against other series here. Yeah, I mean, obviously this thing is, I mean, there's no rules for the Garage 56 program that they don't have to abide by. You know, they're maximizing downforce while still keeping a basic cup car shape. So it's, it's like, you, you got to take it with a grain of salt with, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, the, like a regular cup car would get smoked by probably all the these GTEs. Um, but yeah, and, and the, a regular cup car, though, would, would not... I mean, it, it would it would last for twenty four hours, but it was just it'd be a pain in the ass to drive for twenty four hours. You couldn't do it. You know what I mean? They they had to they had to make it drivable for twenty four hours. Is the thing. But I, you oh, also yeah. look at what what this could mean for the future. Like, imagine a series of these things. Not not a series, but a, a class of these for like the Daytona twenty four hours, like the, or and Le Mans. Like, how sick would that be? If every oh that would be awesome. Every like... team, like you know, you get like. Eight teams or whatever, however, you, however you could do it, like eight teams, eight cars out there, and create your own class. Like that would be awesome, I think. Just have like a, a NASCAR off weekend, and like every manufacturer like send like their all star team of drivers, and like imagine if like we just turn Le Mans into like an off weekend, and every year it's like you know all big, three, big and collab, then which. Yeah relates to the other point I was going to bring up, by the way, that I think this is a big opportunity to attract another manufacturer. Very, uh, very good point. That's very good. Yeah. Point. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. That that's, yeah. That's, that's, that, that was the other point I wanted to bring up. And that goes along with what we're saying here, but like, you know, if every manufacturer gets to send like an all-star team of drivers, like imagine like we have like the Chevy car with like Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson and Kyle Busch and like the Ford car with, Kevin Harvick, Brad Keselowski, and Joey Logano, and then like you know what I'm like that would be freaking sick. Like and like they like duke it out for like all like manufacturer supremacy. Like NASCAR can like offer up a bonus for like the winning team and whoever. Like how cool would that be? Oh yeah, it'd be awesome. Love to see it. I'm here. And for yeah, it. like I, I I didn't want to just like uh bury the lead with that manufacturer thing too, but that's a big part of this that, that I've been thinking about is just like, you know, you're going overseas and putting this car in the NASCAR brand in front of like a whole new audience, including like, I mean, you have to imagine so many like car executives and 
everything are, are going to be there and be like taking note and like, are they going to look at this and like, like, Oh shit, this thing is badass. And like a couple years, you imagine like Ferraris and NASCAR or something like, I mean, that's an extreme example, obviously, but I think this could go like a long way and just attracting like new manufacturers getting like a new set, new set of eyes on it. No doubt about it. I mean, you look at, uh, you look at that point directly at the news that came out this morning, early this morning, certainly for NASCAR news standards. I was like, holy shit, this is odd. I was like nine o'clock in the morning and they were breaking big news that uh, Como Kobayashi is going to be driving for Toyota. So the Japanese driver are going to be dri- driving for the Japanese brand um, in the Chicago street race for 2311. Um, Indy. Oh, Indy sorry. Road Indy. Course. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but either way, still big deal. You know what I mean? Like that's a that's a huge deal um, to be driving for Michael Jordan's team. Like you know what I mean? Like that's like all big, big branding right there. Um, and like I said, Toyota went out and was like, "Hey, this is our guy." Kind of, you know what I mean? In fact, he's driving a Toyota this weekend. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And um, and the other thing with this too, uh, that came out today, the the news that dropped is they got a deal done, uh, with Amazon. To do like a documentary about like oh, this yes. car and, and yep. this this race and everything, and I mean that's awesome because yeah. yeah, and that's awesome because like you know NASCAR. That, I mean that's how F one like built their audience as as much as it is now. Was like a documentary, like and I mean that's why F one's gonna it'll it'll just kind of be like the next like trendy thing. Like I feel like at some point that's getting ready to collapse, but that's beyond real, the real, point. Real quick and in a hurry the way it's going. But we won't go there. Yeah, yeah, that that's beyond the point of, of what I'm trying to make. But it's just like like so like NASCAR has had like good documentaries. Like remember they did the motor trend they did a couple ones on motor trend with like the Daytona five hundred yeah, and, and they, they were did great. like the playoffs one. And then they did the the USA Network one last year, but yeah, like, and they're all not great. A, but the problem is they're not in front of the right like market market audience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like the only people who are gonna like seek that kind of stuff out are like people like me and you who are like already a fan. Yeah, like, and I'm certainly not staying up till ten o'clock to watch a show on USA NASCAR show on USA. Like that's just terrible. They they did yeah, a terrible but, job with that how they rolled it out. I mean, they said the content was great. Uh, kudos to NASCAR Productions for putting that together, and I think that's who's also doing this documentary with um, Amazon Prime. So, yeah, I think they'll do it right, and hopefully, it gets a, reaches a new audience. I'm I'm excited for that. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, like I said, those are great documentaries. Like, but like the other ones, like there was like the road to the Daytona 500, and I remember they were following like Tyler Reddick, Austin Dillon, and Corey LaJoy, and yep, it was pretty was awesome. And then it was great. Yeah. And then they did like one during the playoffs in yep. 2020, or no, it was just the 20. I don't think it was just the playoffs. It was like the 2020 season in general. Yeah, it came out it? At, during but, playoffs time, like right at the start of playoffs. Yeah, it like, but it, they, it was on like Motor Trend. Yeah, they had like ten episodes for ten weeks. So, but it's like nobody who's not like a race fan is like getting a Motor Trend subscription. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, they, they got to do a better job. I said. And this is, I think, the start of it. And we've also heard rumblings of uh, the Xfinity series going to Amazon Prime videos. And and the streaming thing is coming, folks. So, I mean, like it or hate it, 
uh, it's 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 on its way, and, and we'll see how it plays it's, out. I mean, that's time it's already time. here. I mean, that's why I get so mad. Like when people like get hung up on like the the TV rating stuff. It's like how many people are watching races? Like like I use like my parents' cable login and like log in on like the Fox Sports app, and that's how like I watch races. And then like you know, there's people who use like crack streams and you know like buff streams and like you know like that kind of stuff and it's like the streaming is the because like majority of people who are watching stuff like that like aren't watching on traditional cable i mean it's like you're a little older than me so you probably have friends like a little older so i mean you can tell me but it's like how many of your friends have cable i can tell me for me it's like none of them (laughs) yeah very few if any so, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it is going that way. But if if it goes behind like a paywall, like it is, it'd, be, it'd just be interesting to see how it goes and what kind of market they they get with that. So we'll see. That's it. That's a discussion for another time. But yeah, a lot of exciting stuff happened over happening over in France this weekend. I'm excited to to watch that race. Um, Where can you watch? What what is that streaming on? To Motor, watch that Motor Trend. Okay, I don't have. A I'm sure there'll be. Uh, I'm sure there'll be like a, like you said, a crack stream or whatever. Like I assume that's what what you mean, like what it is, right? Like uh, some sketchy stream, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm yeah. sure there'll be one of those around that you could find. Um, R.I.P. Reddit motors motorsport streams. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that place used to be clutch. It used to be awesome. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so hopefully, hopefully we can find a stream of it somewhere. I'll be. If not, I think it's on like probably free TV on Motor Trend. It's usually most of it will be free. I'm not gonna pay for, to watch any of it. That's for sure. But yeah, I mean, I'll pay five bucks or whatever for a Motor Trend subscription for one month to yeah if, to watch this race because I am really curious to see what happens. Yeah, we'll see how see what it is. Um, will it be going head to head with Sonoma, or will it be over by the time Sonoma um, starts? I'm not sure talk about something I'll, I'll, find, what, I'll find a start time yeah i don't know what the uh time difference there is and everything but but yeah i mean damn we're almost 40 minutes in and we haven't even gotten to june the 10th at 10 a.m so no no we'll not be going to head to head okay that's good yep and it's i will yeah. say i mean that's kind of a good transition because i mean i i uh I mean, we're kind of jumping far ahead, but I don't know why the hell the Xfinity race is on so damn late this weekend. But uh, I mean, West Coast. It's yeah, eight o'clock. I mean, damn, y'all, y'all wanted to go to dark. You know what I'm saying? This is asking for trouble, if you ask me. But I mean, they should have plenty of time to get. I'm sure, it, it was the same with the truck race. It was the same with the truck race here last. I one driving the Yahoo truck. I remember that one being on pretty late. Yeah, it's just surprising. No, I was thinking the same thing though, because like it's a place with no lights. I'm, do do they have like a thing like before the Xfinity race during the day there or something? Probably, they probably have an ARCA race. I'm sure they do, but still, it's like, damn, y'all waiting. Y'all, I said y'all asking for trouble with that start time, but yeah, you want cup uh... qualifying's at six, so it's like Xfinity race. Okay, some Arca must be before that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into this weekend. Uh, give us the the lowdown. We can go in chronological order from Gateway and 
Portland if you want. Um, what was it? Saturday trucks at uh, Gateway. I know I, I was, I was sitting in the uh, sitting in the drivers meeting and refreshing timing and scoring on the app, and so uh, I, I didn't see it happen, but I just heard about Ty Majewski getting into uh, Zane Smith there late and and letting Grant and Finger squeak by for the win there. So yeah, I mean, just to, dude, I was so driving. pissed off. I had one oh, bet sure. in that race, and it was. So it was looking good, dude. That late caution, dude. He, like, yes, let's go. He he had the faster truck, and it's like he's like. I mean, I guess he's like a younger NASCAR driver, but that dude's been racing like you know, big like big time racing. It's like you would expect a guy like that to be smarter. The faster truck, Smith was on old ass tires, and like there was. I think ten to go at that point or something. And he just like, like it's the last lap, just like sends it off, and like that was like his one chance to win the race, and just the talent. Like I think Majeski's a hell of a driver, but I don't know what the fuck was going through his head there, like yeah, truck I mean, and everything, and just. I, I I honestly haven't seen any video of it, but. I mean, I, you get in those situations and your eyes get big, you know. I mean, you you, you can taste the wind and, and you just you mess up, you know what I mean? And shout out to him for getting out of the truck and owning it right away, you know what I mean? Hey, I messed up, like, it's my, not my bad, you know. And obviously Zane's upset at the time and, and Bash says, oh, man, I should have got out of the damn truck series when I could have, you know what I mean, whatever. But obviously he's frustrated, but obviously, I don't think there was any ill will there, just – like you said, kind of ran out of talent and, and screwed up. And that, that's just what you're going to have in big-time auto racing, you know what I mean? That's that's racing. Yeah, it's just, you yeah. know, he's a veteran racer at, at this stage. Like I said, he's... Yeah, but you're still going to make and, a mistake every now and then. Yeah. But it's just like, he just... Yeah, yeah you got to learn that. That was just that. like... Yeah. He had the noon faster car, and I'm if he did it, like he had to have known that. Like it's like twenty five, thirty older tire. Like he that then that's on his crew for not telling him that. But if you know that, you just wait for that guy to burn yeah, his tires, tires out. Like, tires really weren't huge this weekend, though. Yeah, I mean that, 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 that's a fair point. Like. I mean, that goes into cup, I mean, I mean, too. Said it, it, yeah, you're right. On like, that late restart, it's like if Zane gets – if Zane gets uh, – because it happened going into three, am I right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, if Zane – if Zane – were they side-by-side? Side? Were they side-by-side side going into three? No. Ty went into three and got side-by – like, dove into three side-by-side side and lost it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So basically, yeah, Ty's. I mean, he's got to hang on to. It. I mean, he's he's trying to just hang on to his, uh, I guess, left rear at that point. He said, "Dive, dove to the inside." Yeah. 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 Ty's just trying to hang on to his left rear at that point, and he knows if if Zane gets off a four and clears him, it's over. So I don't think it was though. He had the faster truck on thirty lap newer tires, like. 
I don't know. I don't I, think it I, was. I, like, I wasn't watching it. I mean, I just I just know how that plays out. Clean air is such king. Certainly a gateway, man. It's so hard to pass there in any series. I mean, like I said, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll touch on that in the Cup series, but any series, it's hard to pass a gateway. It's just you're you're doing a lot of shifting, and it's such momentum based that you, you got to just keep it rolling. So I know it's just tough bad. Deal. Felt bad for Tim Duggar too. He was about to get his truck in the victory lane where he was on the deck lid. I only saw the video of like hit like after the wreck, like the Here's deck lid with. with yeah. Nice. And, and the deck lid with Tim Duggar is like hanging off the back, like dragging down the track. And he posted a picture after they gave him the deck lid and he was like holding it up all sad. Like, can you buy me a bar? <laughs> that's what it had by a bar on it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because um, it's the curb records. Yeah. Like, uh, deal there. So they always have like different country artists on there. That's like second or third time this year Duggar's been on there, but. Yeah, he's been on there quite a few times throughout his career. Um, but, yeah, nonetheless, like I said, it's just definitely unfortunate you make that kind of mistake. But, I mean, that's what you're going to get when you go for the win. And like I, said, I just love the maturity of him getting out, owning it, say, look, man, I messed up, my bad, and I'm going to try to do better next time instead of quitting out. Oh, yeah, I'm not I'm – not, I'm not, I don't mean to, like, shit. I mean – No, no, I, I know. I'm just, just like, saying yeah, I like, like to see that, you know. That's that's what you want to yeah. see when, when, you, when these incidents do happen. Not get out and play the blame game, like oh, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, my yeah, Racing. like blame somebody else or like I'm like I'm I'm getting <laughs> so sick of like drivers getting out of the car and like when they don't win or they fuck up, it's like oh, well, this car sucks. You can't pass with this car. This this car sucks, and that's why I wrecked. Like it's like all right, man. Like, I get sick of that shit. Like yeah. All right, well, yeah, moving on to the Pacific Northwest, Portland. You said you were able to watch some of that? Yeah, I, I got to see most of it. I didn't get to see the end because I, I went in to see a movie and, like, the movies. Like, I was, like, watching it. I thought I was going to be able to, like, sneak in to finish, like, during the previews, and they just kept wrecking, and then they put up the thing, like, movie getting ready to start, like, turn your phones off and stuff. So I was like, all right, I'm going to miss this one. But I, uh, I did see that Cole Custer got the win. So, but other than that, uh, I don't know. It's just like the same thing we talked about with this track last year. And I mean, it's, I mean, the restarts were just fucking chaos. And then after the restarts, it's not a ton going, but I mean, I don't know. I don't really want to see a cup race here. Yeah, I, I guess that's going to be the topic coming away. I haven't listened to any NASCAR podcast yet this week, but I imagine that's going to be like the main takeaway topic is will we go cup racing here or not? I haven't heard any of that. So honestly, really? Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody's talking about bringing a cup race to Portland. Um, but no, nah, I mean, honestly, I have not seen probably a single lap of footage from this track, like I never last year, I didn't get to watch the race. I think that we were racing that weekend and we we're racing again this weekend. So I didn't get to watch any of this race either. Um, I did see, I think the highlight of the last lap between, uh, was it all and Custer duking it out there on the last lap. It looked like a really close finish came down to the last corner. Um, so yeah, just always like to see that, like to see an exciting finish between those guys. 
Um, but yeah, if you, if they were doing where they they were trucking as we like to call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were a few incidents there. I mean, it's it, I mean like the one of the big things was the Chandler Smith Jeb deal, and I mean, I mean, well, we we, we can well, touch well, on that, but I mean that's been brewing for a few weeks. They, those guys have had beef for a few like about a month and a half now. I was just gonna bring up that like. Chandler is probably pissed off in that race because he got fucking plowed on like lap one, like corner one. Uh, who was fucking driving the twenty four? I don't even know. I gotta look through this results and see whoever was driving the twenty four just drives through Connor Mosack, okay. like just drive through lap one, and I mean just bulldozes Chandler. I was like, what the fuck? And then like, so I mean yeah, that Chandler's already hot with. under collar. After yeah. That. And, and and like I, we texted in the group, I mean, because I'm just going off of what you were saying. You were like, oh, damn, Jeb. Jeb's talking about he put him in the infill care center or whatever. And then uh, it was perfect rain delay content, by the way. Perfect timing on Chandler's part. Uh, to It's like he, he's the one that that's what we need to blame for the lightning delay there at uh, at Gateway. Because as soon as the lightning came out, he was like, oh, yeah, y'all, y'all are bored? Here you go. He put out that video. Um, of actually the fight that happened. So, uh, yeah, it was definitely a funny video. And, and like I said, I, I didn't see any of the on-track incidents, so I don't know what led up to that. Obviously, those guys... We tried to wreck Jeb three times and finally right. wrecked him on attempt number four. Like, Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I didn't, haven't seen any on the on-track incident. I mean, obviously, those guys are both hotheads. Um, and... I, I, this feud has been brewing for a few weeks, um, and it just came to a head here. Um, but yeah, definitely good content. Um, I thought that that video was funny. I mean, my whole thing is just like, so yes, like Jeb. In hindsight, like probably shouldn't have been like, oh fuck, got these punches, and I, I like Jeb. Like I'm, I'm definitely team Jeb in this whole situation. But like, the only thing I say is like. Like, my whole point I was trying to make on Twitter and when we were talking in the group chat is, like, people go, oh, fucking Chandler owned him. Like, I don't think posting a video of, like, a guy trying to fight you and you needing 10 guys to defend you is you owning another guy. <laughs> like, oh, I mean, that, that he definitely my... trolled him on the internet. And, I mean, I can see how people would say that's owning. But, yeah, I mean, I, certainly that's what's going to happen if you walk down to somebody's pit and then go and grab them. You gotta expect that their crew is gonna grab you and and get. But that's you out why we there. need, like, like we've, we, I mean, we've had the discussion at, at nauseum at this point. Like, just fucking let these guys fight. Like, if they need to settle a fight, fucking let them fight it. Because, like, we had Chris on here a few weeks ago, and he literally said himself, like, I like to see my drivers fight it out if they have to. And he, yet, he was down there pulling Chandler away and getting in Jeb's face and getting in the middle of the fight. It's like. Just like to to keep it honest, like he went against exactly what he said he wants to see from his drivers on here. Yeah, I mean, again, but I, I think he also said that he doesn't want to see them fighting to begin with. So I think he was there to break it up. And you know, when when you get in a scuffle like that, yeah, you can say you got like ten guys backing you up or whatever. But I it think just, just seems more... like he was like he was egging Jeb on more than he was. Breaking it up though, because Chris is getting in Jeb's face saying, like, that's what happens when you fucking run people over and like this and that. Like, so he's like egging it on more than anything. Like, well, I mean, those guys both have a history. 
Jeb's obviously driven for Chris before, and uh, you know tempers are high. You probably say some things you don't really mean, and like I said I, I'm sure everybody cool has prevailed, and I'm sure they everybody's had a talk this week, and yeah, we'll get we'll work through yeah. it. Yeah, but I hey, mean, it's, yeah, it's entertaining I, for us. I mean, I ain't complaining too much about it. Well, my yeah, I mean, right, yeah, like I said, I just want to see these drivers like be able to fight it out and like handle it between themselves. And it's like, like you remember when Denny and Joey got into it a few years ago, and that crew member like grabbed Denny from behind and like ripped yeah, Denny to the, the same, ground. Yeah, the kind of the same thing this weekend when that crew member had Jeb in the headlock. Like, it can't. Yeah, have that. that no, Certainly and I'm pretty sure that. that crew, and I'm pretty sure then. I'd have to look it up. That crew member did end up getting suspended or fined for that mm. by NASCAR. The guy who just like ripped Danny to the ground, like yeah, not from sure. Logano's crew. And it's like I just thought the same. Like if you walk up and put somebody in a headlock from behind, like you're a pussy. Like that's like, I mean, if if you walk up on somebody from behind and hit them or put them in a headlock, like that's like fuck off. Like that's. My whole point. I mean, we, yeah, yeah, that probably hits home a little bit, but, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of shit like that at all. Now, what we need to get it is a promoter to uh, get a boxing ring, and, and but as I said, you'll just never have it because it's just these guys don't really want to fight, and it's just it's spur of the moment thing, and and that's. I think Jeb wanted to fight. I don't think he really did. I think, I think. I mean. He went down there to talk. Like I said, you don't go down there to your to to the other guy's pit box looking looking for a fight because that's when you do get your ass whipped by the team. So it's uh I, I don't know. It's it's one of those deals. It's just I think one of the, you the fights happen to spur of the moment. You're never gonna have it where it's just one on one driver versus driver unless it's in the motorhome lot like it used to be back in the day. Or shit, back in the day, a few years ago, that's when they said the. When Denny beat Bubba's ass long before they were a uh, car owner and driver, apparently Denny went up in the fucking motorhome lot and beat the fucking beat Bubba's ass. Like that was yeah. like after Bubba was like saying the shit about him being on Adderall and all that. Like, yeah, and then you also had uh, Harvick and and Jimmy Johnson after uh, opening round of Chicago the playoffs one year. Oh um, yeah. I forgot about that one. And, and Jimmy didn't want no parts of that. Harvick was pissed. So, but yeah, I mean, like I said that's the only time you're really gonna get one on one. I mean, you 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 always see when it's on pit road, it's always just a scrum. I mean, I will say another incident was one on one was a, and that wasn't really a fight. It was kind of a tackle when Matt Kenseth took down Brad Keselowski between the haulers there at Charlotte. <laughs> Which I mean, that's it. it uh, I gotta be consistent there. I think Brad deserved that in that situation, but that was the same thing I was just saying about. Sneaking up on people from behind, so yep. Either way, yeah. Like, no, the best ones when Kyle just fucking walked right up to Joey and just like punch like right there, and that's and like then, same shit. The crew jump in right after that, so yeah, and you have the crew rip Kyle to the ground from behind, like same shit we're just talking about, and that's like that's the only thing. It's like the drivers are the the straw that that stirs the drink here, and like you're having these like idiot crew members. Like ripping, like you know, if you rip somebody to concrete from behind, like you, do you seriously want some jack man who's making I don't know how much crew members make a few hundred thousand? If I don't know if that's too much, too little, like injuring like one of your drivers, 
like that's yeah, like I said, the ter- terrible look. Strength. Terrible look for the sport. Yeah, be terrible. But yeah, we don't. Yeah, I, feel, I I think we're we're mostly on the same page here. I think so. Yeah. Uh, so. All right, let's get into Sunday's action. Um, you you talked to All Fair Monday that you said you were in the minority. You did not like this race. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, I mean, obviously, I loved Kyle Busch winning, like, but uh, uh, other than that, no, I wasn't, I wasn't overly entertained by it. I mean, it's just like, it was just so hard. Like, it was, it was hard to pass, and like we said, tire wear didn't really matter. So it kind of just, I don't know, it, it got pretty. It felt like people were just kind of like stuck where they're stuck. And like, maybe it's. Like I don't like flat racetracks because I realize this race. I don't like Phoenix. Like maybe I just—I mean, other than Martinsville, obviously, maybe it's just like a thing with me and flat racetracks. But I really think this was like I was along the lines. I usually try to guess along with like Jeff and Jordan when I listen to their show, like for what the was going to be, and I said forty. Thirties, and I came out like almost seventy. So. Yeah, um, I, if I were to guess, I, I probably would have guessed around 70 as well. Like, this is one of those perfectly acceptable races to me where it's just, you know, the race is going to be the race and they're not always great. And it's, sometimes it's going to be hard to pass. And, you know, it's sometimes you're going to have these. And I will say, I mean, after stage one, that's when I think I texted the group and was like, oof, it's going to be a long day out here. But it, it really wasn't. I mean, after that first stage and everybody kind of settled in, and the race kind of got into a little bit of a flow. I mean, it, it was definitely a weird race. Um, but no, I mean, it was, it was an it. all a track position race, though. Like, well, it definitely was. And that's kind of what you're going to have, though, when when you get th- the best car starts out front and stays up front all day. I mean, Kyle Busch didn't drop below third place, I think, all day. So, but I mean, it's like, yeah. By- like Byron and Larson, like, really didn't have like good cars. And they kind of got up there. Byron, like, Byron was I'm, top like, ten all day. Yeah, uh, but they didn't Larson, have like winning cars. But they got up front and drove away from the field. Like, yeah, definitely. I mean, we we've seen that on these flat tracks, short track kind of how our tracks that race like short tracks, I should say, because uh, this wasn't the short track package. But tracks that race short tracky, um, you, we've seen that. You know, you get out front and and it's. Very hard to pass, and clean air is king at that point. So, yeah, it's just it makes for an interesting race, and you gotta gotta be smart with your strategy. I mean, we saw Michael McDowell uh, like pretty much all day. It seemed like when the when the opportunity was right, take two tires, um, and it worked out for him. I think they finished in the top inside the top ten, if not like right outside. Um, I don't have the results pulled up, but yeah, I mean, so I like strategy like that because it. It did have the option when with not too much tire wear that you could take two tires, some options. Um, and that's how Larson got his track position, got up front and was able to finish, I think, third. Um, Denny was able to get around him there on that last restart. But, yeah, I mean, I, I thought Which it was – go ahead. I, we're talking about that, like the, the strategy with Larson and, and, and Byron, like with how much he struggled all day, I was – pretty pissed they never tried that for Corey. Like, just, like, at some point, like, give him two tires and let him at least, like, get some track position. And 
see if uh, his luck yeah, can turn I mean, around. But they, it was tough. I mean, I don't know exactly like how they their day was. I mean, I I know how their day was going, but I just uh, it's got to be right. You know what I'm saying? You got to be in the right position at the right time to to make that strategy play. Um, so you, you maybe they just weren't in that position all day. And obviously, like the SMT data was all down there for majority of the race. Um, so yeah, just a really odd race. Um, but we also saw it was pretty hard to control the cars. I mean, you saw some guys spinning out. We had what, like, I think like eleven or twelve cautions, maybe. Um, yeah, and we had the brake rotors exploding. That was a yeah. Certainly, that's scary. Um, you don't like to see that. But that Noah Gregson hit was really big. Um, a couple other guys. What was scary? What was scary too is like they were able to like laugh it off, but like that fan getting hit by the piece of the brake rotor. Like I know he was all right, and it wasn't like he only had like a little mark, but like that's concerning. That yeah, something I mean, like that happened because like that could have been a lot worse. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely. I mean, I saw multiple people that got hit from that, not just the one fan. So yeah, definitely something that needs to be looked at. I mean, I will say. I, I like the idea of having parts that you have to manage, but I, I don't think that part needs to be the brakes, if that makes sense. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I mean, I... Because you know I, what I'm saying? I, I, I'd be it's, key. it's nice to have those cautions and, and things that, hey, if you don't manage your stuff, you're you're going to end your day. I mean, I'm not saying that the guys didn't manage their stuff properly because... It mostly has happened to do with cooling issues. Um, you know, maybe they got rubber build up in there and it wasn't cooling right, or or whatever. And and we know that it's the cycle of getting hot and cool down the straightaways is is what causes these things to crack and explode. But yeah, I, I like I that idea. To... Of, I, I I like that idea of having something that you have to manage throughout the race that could possibly break, but but it can't it can't be brake rotors, can't be your brakes. Uh, I was curious to know, like, with the brake issues, and I don't know if, like, we'll get this answer. It's, like, how much of the issues we saw were something teams were doing with either, like, the brake biases or, like, they might have turned their fans off at some point and not turned their fans on at the right time or, like, whatever it might be. Like, what of the issues we saw was team-related and what was, like, just, like, a problem with the rotor? Like, you know, like, should we it should we point the finger at the teams for whatever they were doing with their breaks or or somewhere else? I think right now, I'm sure NASCAR is going to do an investigation because you have to, I think, at this point. But I think it, it goes it goes a little bit of both ways. I mean, you saw both 2311 cars had problems. So that leads me to believe that that could be partially on the team, you know, trying to seal off the brake ducts to, you know, get maximum downforce and and go faster. So, um, but then, I mean, you had Carson. I mean, he, again, Carson's running top 15, having a career day, first first cup start. You know, maybe he's using a little bit more car than he needs should be using, you know what I mean? And, and that happens. But hard to say at this point, but I think it, a little bit could go both ways, and, and you just have to wait and see. I mean, we saw this happen a little bit last year at this track. I remember specifically Harvick um, blowing a break going into three, 
and taking a big shot. And he that's when he was like, man, that's the biggest hit I've taken in a while. So, yeah, certainly certainly something to look at on NASCAR side. Um, but I do like the idea of having something that you have to manage throughout the race. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, like you said, that being the brakes isn't the best uh, thing for that to be. But, nevertheless, they'll, they'll get it figured out. But, yeah, to me, the, like I say, the most concerning part of that was the the fans getting hit by the rotor parts. That's a scary situation. I don't I don't know what you do to prevent that, but either way, not great. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously Kyle Busch getting the win, third win on the year. That's huge for him and that, that, uh, eight team and, uh, heading into Sonoma where if you're following the trends, he, um, is having a very similar season to 2008 and where did he pick up a win in 2008? Sonoma. So feels like 08, baby. Yeah. All right. Well, you want to get into some picks? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like we're, I don't want to move off this race like just yet because I feel like there's a couple other things to talk about we didn't get a chance to talk about, but I'm also kind of like blanking on what some – oh, okay, I got one. Uh, Chastain, what the hell? Like, man, they, they've been way off since everything happened at Darlington. You think maybe Papa Rick was like, you're not getting good cars anymore. You know he he kind of runs things at Chevy, but any uh any conspiracy in in you there think that you might that might be on to something or no? I think uh, <laughs> I think he's just cooling his jets for a few weeks here. You know, like we said, he's been he'd been in the storylines literally every week. I think he's just cooling his jets, minding his business. I mean, obviously he hasn't had great runs the past few weeks, but yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, he'll be he'll be a player this weekend. He'll be a factor this weekend. All right, yeah, that's one I wanted to bring up, and then um, I gave out Stenhouse ten on here last year. That was a, or last week. That was a heartbreaker because that should have hit. I would have had that feather in my cap, but I yes. did give you uh, I did give you McDowell before the race, and that hit so. Yes, you did. I mean, obviously, it was a stupid, uh, stupid odds on FanDuel there for the top ten. Um, so if you, anybody could have grabbed that, it was like six fifty, I think, for before the race Sunday morning. That was that was big. Um, obviously, that one hit, and the Stenhouse one should have hit. But yeah, that late incident between a couple of Austins uh, ended up killing that bet for you. So yeah, unfortunate. I- I didn't, and that's not one I actually bet, but since I'm, I'm not able to bet top tens where I'm at, but I, I did hit. So I had, I mean, pretty good weekend. I had four bets. I had Kyle to win and Denny to win. Obviously, Kyle won. Denny finishes second. I had Joey top three. He finishes third. And I had Reddick top three, and that one didn't hit. But anytime you hit a win in a top three in the same race, and then the other guy you bet on to win finishes second, that's a pretty solid uh solid weekend with the bets so uh, yeah another win this year been able to pick up a a few uh outright winners betting this this year so nice more than a few it's 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 definitely been a decent amount between uh 
between everything. So we'll try to keep that up. I don't remember who all you had. Did you you had Kyle right for the win? Yeah, I had him top three. Top three. Okay. I, I had uh, Bubba for top ten, which was right on the right on the edge, and obviously that late uh, break failure killed that. But yeah, you had Harvick to win. Yeah, right. that was a long shot. Um, kind of a hail mary. He had picked up his first uh, first Bush win there back in two thousand something or another so yeah all right uh what, what else you want to move on to some picks or you got anything else from the race yeah that should be about all i have i mean i like i said i wasn't my favorite race but i think it's a great mark for nascar to be in i mean that place was packed again like so i mean shout out to the the fans for i mean and that's not like a small place like I think this. I was listening on the radio. They said that place holds like, like seventy five thousand people, and I mean it was sold out, packed. Like they had concerts there and everything. So I mean, shout out to the fans in the in the St. Louis area for showing up and showing out. Yeah, for sure. And uh, also, they had a concert after the race. I thought yeah, that was interesting. Was after the race. But that's pretty smart because, like, you let some fans leave who just, like, want to go home after the race and then fans who want to – who don't want to sit in the traffic, you know, they can stay and watch a concert. So it's a good way to kind of, like, up people leaving because you'll have people leave and you'll have people stay and watch the concert. So, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it's certainly a different vibe there for late night Sunday. I mean, it made for a really late night this weekend. Uh, but, yeah. Well, um, yeah, I guess we can uh, move on to Sonoma. And, uh, I don't know if you have anything else to add, but points battle is is, is pretty tight. I mean, we, we updated the the points for the dirt racing, so I guess we can run through real quick for the Trucks Xfinity and Cup. I mean, Trucks, it's only like three, uh, three or four more races till the playoffs, but yeah, if you want, we can – if Run got, through those real quick. Yeah, pull. Go, got, go for it. Go for the trucks. We'll do right. the next. We'll do the other two next week. Okay. Uh, yeah, trucks. Uh, Corey Heim, who missed this week, still the points leader by one point over Time Ajeski. Um, then you got uh, Grant Emfinger, nine points behind Zane Smith, nineteen points behind Ben Rhodes, thirty-two, and then the rest of the top ten is Eckes, Hosevar, Crafton, Friesen, De Benedetto. And then you look at the playoffs. Um, all those guys that just named are in the playoffs, haven't had an outside winner yet. Uh, Nick Sanchez is four points out of the playoffs. And then you got Chase Purdy, 31 points back. Jake Garcia, 51 points back. So, And then pretty much anybody below that, you can probably safely say a must win. So that's the, uh, the playoff picture there for the trucks. And you said you just want to do – talk about that for Xfinity and Cup next week. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll recap that for the off week. After All right. That's during the off week. Good, good call. Good call. I forgot forgot about the off week. But yeah, good call there. We'll do that. And then we'll take a little break ourselves after next week's show. Take a week off. All right. Unless any big news comes up and we'll have an emergency pod or whatever. But all right, let's get into some Sonoma picks. We got a doubleheader this weekend. We got the first time Xfinity Series will be 
um, at Sonoma. So yeah, that's exciting. Um, and obviously with that, you know, you're going to have some heavy hitters in that race. Um, obviously here, if I look down the entry list, we got Kyle Larson running. We got Ty Gibbs running. Daniel Suarez, um, Ross Chastain. Um, AJ, AJ. Yep, AJ's on there. Yep, good call. Um, yeah, that looks like all the all the Cup regulars at least. Oh, he's running this week, by the way. Brad Perez is, and I wanted to give a shout out to him, man. He jumped in and in, in relief this week for. Honeyman, I think, in the 43, but uh, he's sick, and Brad jumped in, like, mid-race and was running top 15, top 20. I mean, like I said, I missed the end of the race, so I saw he was wrecked up on Instagram. I don't know, like, what he ended up getting caught up in, but, I mean, he got in in relief, and pretty much shotgun on the field, drove up into the top 20, so Shit, that's that awesome. a really good that. run there. Yeah. <clears throat> Heck, yeah. All right, well, but, and he'll he'll be running in the fifty three for Joey Gase this week. So, all right, all right, I'll let you lead us off if you want. All right, so for Xfinity, yep, I'll, I'll just, <clears throat> I mean, I, I pretty much think it's going to be Almendinger, Larson, Gibbs. Take your pick between those three. Um. <sighs> Give, I'm going to go with Kyle Larson. I think Hendrick Motorsports 17. I think he'll uh, rack up another win in the lower series and flex some muscle. So he'll be he'll be two for two in Xfinity this year. And I'll say Larson goes to victory lane. Is that what he's in the 17 this week? Yep. Word. All right. Um, I don't see odds on that. I don't know if you, yeah, you have so those. But. 17. Kyle Larson, that's plus two fifty for the win. Pretty good odds for Larson in Xfinity, honestly. Yeah, not bad. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, it's it's basically between those three guys, uh, and, and I'll go through both of those picks. Uh, give me AJ in the sixteen. No, that'd be Chandler. What's he running? Ten. Okay. Yeah, yeah, give me AJ in the ten. That's at plus 275, so right around what you got Larson there. And then, obviously, Ty Gibbs, um, we know will be a threat. Um, he's sitting at plus 500. So if you're feeling feeling froggy, jump on those odds. Uh, that's probably, probably about as good as any of those are going to get. They're only going to get worse from here on out. Um, so, yeah, jump on those ones early. Um, all right, moving into the Cup Series, Save Mart 350. 3.30 on Sunday. Um, we will give winners and long shots as well. Long shot top tens. I think that I like those. On, those are some fun. Um, I'm looking on FanDuel, and I don't see any top tens on here. So, I mean, I'll, I'll kind of have to throw a, a dart at the wall, and you'll have to tell me if it's good odds on a top ten. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was glancing at them. They, the books really got it covered right now, at least early on. They, they're hedging their stuff on the top tens. They, they know their stuff this week, so – uh, you might might need to wait it out uh, till practice and see see if you can't get some some good uh, good uh, value on on these players. But all right for the Cup Series, um, give me you know I'm gonna double down, doubling down. Give me AJ Allmendinger in the 16. 
All right. Job's not done. Um, and that's plus 1,600. You know, I, I got a guy. I like the numbers right there. 16, 1,600. See what I did there? I, oh yeah, <laughs> I've I've had I've had my I've had my pick circled for this one for a couple weeks now, but there's a guy who's gonna be he ain't gonna say much, but he's gonna be really pissed off this week, and he's gonna have a chip on his shoulder. He really needs to win a race. Mm, I know where and it's going. You know he. I'm gonna go ahead and you know he. Down. You know he knows how to get it done at a road course. So, ring the side ring. Chase Elliott gets it done. His first win. He's won a lot of road course races, but never at Sonoma. That changes this weekend. Give me Chase. All right. I got that at plus 550 right now. Probably. He's the third favorite on here. Obviously, I don't disagree with any of this. Reddick, Larson, Elliott, top three. I think those kind of have to be the top three you look yeah, at going and, to a road, I mean, especially Reddick. And, and the disparity between – I don't know what the jump is between yours, but it's 500 points or 450 here between Elliott and Byron. I got – I got yeah. Yeah, Chase plus 500, and then Byron is plus 850 on here, okay. what I'm looking at. Yeah, so not not as big of a gap, but yeah, the day the I said the books are the books are they know what they're doing this week. That's for sure. At least early on here, they know they know the chalk. By the way, I was gonna say as part of that, the haters are gonna be mad. Like I meant to bring this up, like for what for all people say about like Chase Elliott fans are fucking worse, and like the, the Chase Elliott haters are an obnoxious bunch. Like at the track and on social media and everything, it's like. I feel like they feel like they need to overcompensate because of how popular it is. But they, the Chase Elliott haters are – he's definitely got – like, All he's right, the most your, popular driver. Okay. Well, I, I wasn't like done what I was saying there. but Chase No, I mean, I just, like, pointed that out. It's like everybody's like, oh, the Chase Elliott fans are the worst. But he's definitely got a, a loud bunch of haters. Like, that's all I was saying for my point there. So. Yep. Who you got on your top ten? All right, so I'm looking at FanDuel, and they have top fives. So who has long odds for a top five to gauge my – ooh, I got my pick. So here's a this guy. He has struggled on road courses throughout his career, but he's gotten better. And I know I didn't watch um, – I mean, this will give my pick away, but I didn't watch, like, the documentary. But I know he's had a lot of practice at Sonoma as part of, like, trying to get better at road courses. And um, so with all that being said, I see him plus 1,200 for a top five, Bubba Wallace. And I imagine top ten would probably be something pretty solid, too. Yeah, uh, I see that at plus 32 uh, – sorry – Plus three twenty five. So all right, yeah, pretty I mean, good. He's gotten better on on the road courses, and he's like I, I know from like I said from that documentary that he's practiced a lot at Sonoma to improve his road course skills. So yeah, I, I could see Bubba having a, a good run and sneaking the top ten this weekend. Yeah, I mean right now they got some uh, really good odds on some of these guys. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, I mean, you, you can get Bell, um, Bell, Truex, McDowell, Blaney, and Hamlin all plus odds this week right now. 
for a top 10. So I know we're giving long shots here, but I just looking at those. Um, my long shot is what exactly what it is. It is a long, long shot, especially the car that he's going to be in this week. He's going to have to really get up on the wheel and drive it. Give me Todd Gilly Gilly in the 15 um, for a top 10. Last time out on a road course, he finished 10th. Obviously, that was in the 38. Um, but, yeah, give me Todd Gilly. He's a heck of a wheel man on these road courses. I think uh, he sneaks up there, and I said it's a long shot. But, yeah, if you want to throw a little change on that one, I think it would be a fun play. I was looking, too, by the way. Um, I see him down there. You can what you didn't say the odds on that. I don't know if you want to say that Oh, sorry. Quick. Yeah, plus 1,400. Okay, that's great for a top ten. Yeah, yeah, that's like said, and, super long odds on it. But uh, I said it'd be fun I'm, play. I'm looking, I'm looking here on DraftKings, and I see Todd down here, same odds as one guy. And I, I don't even, what car is Andy Lally in this weekend? I see him down there, way down here, like 51. plus thirteen hundred, thirteen fifty one. Okay, yeah, he's in the so fifty one this I week. I mean, is it because sometimes they get SHR support? I mean, maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure. Who yeah, who knows what. But, I mean, like I said, this is a place uh, where where even if you don't have the SHR support, you can still you can make some magic happen. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Andy Lally's in the 15. Gilly Gilly's in the 51. I had that backwards. Okay. Okay. So, but, just, to, just to correct Yeah, that. I mean, should be able to get – Pretty good odds on Andy Lally too is another long shot, and then oh yeah, I mean another uh, Andy Lally would be eighteen hundred for a long shot top ten. Another guy I see way down here is plus six fifty for a top five, hell of a road racer. We mentioned him for Xfinity, but Ty Gibbs, I think he should be strong this weekend. I think you yes, should, I mean he's plus six fifty for five, so imagine you should be able to get pretty good odds for a top ten. Um, not as good as you were expecting. Let me see here. Um, it definitely was plus odds, but it was only like plus, yeah, plus one seventy five. So, not great, but not Still probably. Take yeah, not. That off. Oh yeah, definitely taking that. I mean, that's easy, easy money right there. You not a long shot, but yeah, but plus money. Anytime also, you get plus money, yeah. But also, Corey Lejoy <laughs> last time out, he'll have a chip on his shoulder. I mean, he finished eleventh at Coda. Um, another guy that has been working on his road course game. Um, and like I said, we'll definitely have a chip on his shoulder after the weekend he had there at Gateway. So, yeah. You got well, anything that else? That just about do it. Yeah, we had another penalty today. So, Eric Jones, 60 points down. So, yeah, uh, more they, and more penalties coming down. Yeah, they got taken back to R&D this week. And it, 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 we knew the teams were going to be messing with stuff. And, they got to find areas to get better, especially these teams that are are slow right now with like SHR and and uh, Legacy Motor Club. They're definitely cracking the whip. It's it's uh it's been interesting to follow NASCAR. Speaking of SHR, yeah, yeah, with oh yeah, cars not, taking back playing. to R and D. Yeah, they're trying to get a a good mix of everybody, and and I mean every time we've seen. I wouldn't say every time, but we obviously saw early in the season, I think after Richmond, two Hendrick cars, they got penalty at R&D for a greenhouse, I think it was. Um, 
we know the Chase Briscoe deal. That was a whole different ball game. The 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 greenhouse is only L one penalty, and that's that's where a lot of teams are going to play, find a gray area, and and work in that area and try to beat this. Also, while we're talking about it, um, uh, as of note, I wonder if NASCAR will crack down on it at all. Uh, teams are kind of manipulating the Hawkeye with with their paint schemes again. Uh, if you remember back in. Uh, right when the Hawkeye came out, they were putting those black stripes on the rear quarter panels. I don't know if you remember that. Um, Mm-mm. Yeah, if you if you you can go back and, and research that a little bit. But now teams are putting a white stripe along, like right right behind the rear spoiler. Teams are putting a white stripe back there, trying to um, mo- be able to move that spoiler around a little bit and and throw the Hawkeye off. So interesting to note that, like I said, if you see that white line, that uh, white white tape right behind the spoiler, that's what teams are doing right there. They're trying to be able to move that spoiler to where they want it and get it in an optimal position. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Good call there. Yeah, we'll see if uh, anything yeah, happens if, with see that. See if NASCAR, NASCAR cracks down on that at all. Um, but yeah, definitely teams are are learning and and trying to wiggle in that gray area and find speed where they can because. Every little bit is going to be worth something big with the same parts we all got on all these cars. Dude, by the way, as like a holy shit, like before we get out of here, like awful stat I found, man. Like, so I was looking down in points after Eric Jones fell and currently Stewart Haas Racing, Almirola and Priest sit 25th and 26th in points. In between those two cars, they have one combined top ten. Almirola has one at Martinsville this year. Ryan Priest has zero. That is just for Stewart Haas Racing. That is that team is in absolute. I mean, literally the worst four team of probably the the big four four. I mean, I just saw that and that blew my mind. Between two powerhouse cars, one top ten. Yeah, it's crazy. That's a. I just saw that man. Like Todd Gillen has three top tens this year for, for reference. It's, it's wild, so, man. That's McDowell wild has stat. two. Yeah, not great, but <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, that should be about it, though. Um. Should be a good weekend racing in Sonoma. We'll see if the road course package is a little better. I know they worked on that, and I can. Coda was like such a shit show. It was like kind of hard to judge, but. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens in Sonoma this weekend. We saw first-time winner here last year, so yes, sir. All right, all right, man. Well, enjoy the weekend, and oh, and also no stage cautions on road courses this weekend. Yeah, point and that out. and we're back to the original Sonoma layout. The short that short. was last year, I think nope. they ran the original. Nope. Or this is the first year back on it. Yep. We're okay. Back good. on it, and that, yeah, I think that'll make for a better race. It's a lot better track this way, and um, there's one other thing I wanted to mention real quick before we left. Um, can't think. Of- oh, I'll be at Dominion this weekend. They got a big race down there. It's called the Souls for Souls big one, I believe. Um, so, yeah, I'll be down there this weekend getting good content. Uh, I'll be in the pits, and obviously I'll be keeping up with the Garage 56 stuff at Le Mans. Um, so, yeah, if you see me at Dominion, give me a holler. Oh, yeah. All All right. right. We'll be back next week. All right, bud. All right. See you. Bye.